friends and welcome to episode number 197 of final boss tv my name is adam kk bay i'll be your host today for the fire mage show getting back into every junket essentially every 12 shows starts with the pure dps classes followed by a tank and a healer so we have Fire Mage today. We've got a Warlock next Sunday, not Demonology. I don't know if it's going to be Affliction or Destruction yet. We'll figure that out. Then a Hunter. It will not be Survival, so we're probably going to do Marksman. Uh, we did Marksman already, so it'll be Beast Mastery. And then we have Vengeance, Demon Hunter on the horizon, and probably Holy Paladin as well. We got to talk about Glimmer because, you know, that's the whole show on that one. But that's down the horizon here, as well as we have the pre-BlizzCon special guests of course to be updated on that one soon and the post blizzcon special which will just be mike and novel again because that's that's what is as is tradition but of course i gave a shout out here at the start of the show to all the patrons that are supporting the show the stream and everything in between it's actually still august's card so some changes have happened but my artist was on uh he's on vacation with his family right now and has been so we missed the window to get some art done but that does not matter. But if you want to support what I do here and get more of the show, because there literally is more of the show, then you can over to the show's Patreon page. That's where the extra BTS podcast goes, where the show notes go. That's where the art, every time I beat a mythic boss, now starting with Jaina, we have the Ajara wallpaper on the horizon. The artist that I work with, Tutron, he puts together a full 1080p fully illustrated and rendered wallpaper you can grab but they the posts keep going there's the Jaina wallpaper right here so that goes and goes and goes but there's all the bts podcast which is the main thing right now we have 66 of them we'll have a 67th day it's sort of off scripted after show wrapped down just like more of the nonsense but it's not censored on youtube because i don't have to worry about it going on youtube so they say naughty things sometimes or i don't know maybe they do you have to go check those out but today's show, we have one returning guest and two guests off camera. So hopefully the one returning guest is handsome enough to carry the weight of the show today. Dikimbe, welcome back, sir. Thank you very much for having me on again. Appreciate it. Well, I, I mean, I appreciate you sitting down because holy hell in high water, I could not get mages. Where are all of them? I don't know. Some, some are playing classic. Some are not logging in. Some have emphysema and they're dying, but they still showed up. <laughs> Some are in Bali. Some are in Bali. Like you do. Good gracious. But we do have the new math wizard involved here today, or whatever title you want to bring to him. Doravon, welcome to the show, sir. Hello, hello. Hey, how's it going? You're here to no memes, right? You're all business. Is that correct? Yeah, no memes, other than my guild name, of course. Yeah, that's the point. It's on screen right now. You're literally in chicken tendies. Um, <clears throat> any shout-outs you want to give at the top of the show to your guildies? <laughs> or no? They don't get uh, anything. Well, I'm, I'm happy with the officers with um, working to finish out the tier since the previous guild I was in sort of fell apart on Zakul, mm. So Ah, ick. Was glad to get that down. Now we're working on Ashara, so that's going well. 
I think we're all working on Shara, except this guy, who may or may not uh, be able to talk much during the show, but he's here in fiery spirit. Hi, Shift. Are you okay? Hello. 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 <laughs> you poor guy. You were fine last night. What happened? I, I have no idea, but I'm here now. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Hi, Shift. So we will be going over a whole bunch of the fire mage stuff today. But yeah, can we get some lols and or Fs in chat and the YouTube comments for Shift's voice, please? That, those are all appropriate responses right now. Poor guy. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but Shift does big keys. And he was suggested to me last night, literally. A new challenger approaches. Dikembe was like, hey, we need someone that does keys. That isn't a rogue. Well, apparently you're a blue rogue. Hmm. And then Dikembe said, enough. yeah. Yeah, close enough. But I actually, I'll have to pull this up on the second half because I wanted to bring this up. I actually don't have it prepped. You streamed recently and you started just fine. This just, just happened the other day. But uh, you have big keys. What's your highest key you've actually pushed currently? A2, going into A25 shift. What's your, what's your current ranking in the mage category for, uh, for Mythic Plus? Ah, 22 shrine. Wait, no, I'm not Texas speech. Dikimbe, what did he say? Uh, 22 Shrine! Oh, there it goes. <clears throat> do I have to do the voice, or do I just, I just read it? Man, come on! <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're number 6th NA as Mage. Ooh. That's big numbers. I do, like, 15s, 14s every week on my characters, and I'm like, that's good. That's good. I'm, I'm not a big, big key pusher, but... I want to go back around real quick to, because I'm, I'm sort of like prefacing this as like Shift's intro, because you can't talk too much. But what is it that you dabble in in the world of Warcraft, and how long have you been part of said dabbling? Who the heck are you to those that don't know who the heck you are? Shift, this is on you first. I've been playing Mage since Legion, and only M+. Only M+. I mean, I raids occasionally, but I got tired of it. Hmm. So you have you have the JB sickness. You just really enjoy the the challenge of getting harder and harder dungeons and planning your routes and everything like that. Yeah, pretty much. I see. Now, totally against that is that we have Doro and Doro. What do you dabble in in World of Warcraft? How long have you been part of said dabbling, sir? I've been playing WoW since it came out, pretty much. But back then, I was a filthy warlock, so. I don't oh. have as much useful information about Mage from back then. But I started playing Mage more seriously in Legion and then started theory crafting near the start of BFA. So I've been pretty active in the altered time community for mages for about seven months now or so. Right. Yeah, that was that you were your name came up in a couple of different conversations about you've taken over and worked on like the APLs and the the mathy stuff for Mage. And is that like a group effort now, or is that mostly on your shoulders? Like, who who else is involved in this, or is it just you? It's still somewhat a group effort. Um, I, st I started doing some simple changes to the Frost APL when I started working on all of this stuff. And then for 8.2, there are a lot of changes that impacted Fire Mages, and uh, initially they weren't really getting taken care of, so I jumped up to get the Fire APL working for the bracers and lucid and all of those things 
So speaking of bracers or lucid, uh, you made this image. Apparently, Dikembe said you're a nerd. Is that? Yeah, that's probably accurate. <laughs> this we can talk more about this later when we go into like the rotational madness. But you you made this thing. I actually was googling a few different things just to look up like old images of what fire mages have put together in the past, and this might be the most complicated one compared to what I've seen before. But how how did you come up with all of these things? And again, is there anyone else that who else was a part of that process of making all these things together? I'm making sure you give the right shout out so your the alter time Discord doesn't get mad at you. Yeah. So I don't know who all worked on the Fire APL in the past, but those images are actually just generated directly from what's the, what the simulator is doing, simulation craft. Right. And so once I put together a script to generate those, it's really just run an iteration for each one of those uh, parts of the image and then generate it. Okay. And then, uh, Dikimba, you were on the show for the Arcane Mages we had earlier, so if you've missed the Arcane Mage show, you can go back and check that out, of course. But, uh, do you need to refresh anyone on who the heck you are besides this guy that has a beard? Eats a lot. <laughs> sure. Uh, my name is Dikembe. I've been a contributor in the Ultra Time Mage Discord for a couple years now. Like you said, most people know me from my work on Arcane. Um, that was kind of an accident. That's not my favorite spec. I just kind of fell into that line of work, but, uh, Kind of like Dora was alluding to, most of the theory crafters, we dabble in everything to make sure everything's up to date and we're doing optimal damage for, for all the specs. So um, I also contribute to the fire stuff or to the frost stuff when new things come out, but mostly rotational optimizations. But when there's new game systems like essences, new spells, or when a new expansion hits, you know, there's new things to figure out. So we're all part of the same investigative team, basically. That's awesome. So it's always good. There, there are some specs that I still hear of today that are basically only curated by a very, very small group of people, if sometimes almost like one. But then I think mages and I think monks and rogues come to mind that always have like essentially a squad that works all this stuff out. And especially right now, as even if Ian says the game is not supposed to be as complicated as it is, yeah, okay. Just, sure. Just put it on if it's one, one eye level higher, one upgrade, right? It's supposed to be upgrade, but no. Not at all. Yeah, people like uh, Doro or Az or some of the newer theory crafters that have come to the community, it's uh, good examples of why we try to do most of our research out in the open in Discord and okay. instead of kind of doing it behind closed doors or making it like a clicky kind of thing. Uh, because we want to encourage people who have ideas to be able to contribute to them and to feel like, you know, they're comfortable getting up to speed working with simulations or with editing the APL and to, you know, bring some fresh ideas because some of us have been playing the game for a really long time, some for not too long. We all have varying degrees of experience and ideas about what Mage could be doing right. or could be doing better, maybe. So it's nice to get new perspectives as they come. Yeah. I thought it was like a revolving door to some degree of what Blizzard information kicks out and what is or doesn't work. I mean, even the hot topics that we're going through today on the show, we'll have to break things down. But the first thing I want to unpack on this episode, we must take a trip back in time. And Dora, I'm going to go with you on this one first. Uh, you obviously played Filthy Disgusting Warlock in the past. 
But from your mage experience so far, how do you think the journey of the mage and maybe fire mage in general has gone uh, from the past to the present compared to today? Anything that you specifically remember about things and how Blizzard changed things that you come to mind? Well, it's mostly just Legion and BFA that are still fresh in my mind for fire as far as that spec, because when I played mage before, I was mostly a frost mage. And so it's just been interesting to see how a lot of the sort of weird abilities have already gotten removed, like Cinder Storm, and having ice flows, for example, at the beginning of Legion was really nice for playing fire, but mm, yeah. sadly that's not a thing anymore. Nope. But it's definitely not, but... Dick, you've been around for quite a while in this regard. Do you think anything is that Fire Mage is missing from the past? Uh, I mean, it could be argued to death and back about the old combustion. Um, not the old, old, old combustion. I can't really comment too much on that. But... The dot version? Uh, well, the original one was like uh, guaranteed critical strikes for like your next three spells or something like that. That's going like way back vanilla yeah. TDC era. Um, but yeah, the dot version in Warlords of Draenor was like the first time when I started raiding that I experienced Fire Mage. Um, a lot of people kind of pined for those days uh, when they felt that the rotation had a higher skill floor as well as a higher skill ceiling, um, maybe offered more opportunities for optimizations, min-maxing, things like that. Uh, I, I'm kind of on the fence. I mean, I do miss... I, I do miss opportunities for those things to present themselves in game. Um, but I do like the combustion that they made in Legion. Uh, it's more of a traditional DPS cooldown. Um, so I, I don't know. You could you could argue that like manual spreading of ignites was a lot more interactive and you had to have more consideration about targets and who you were spreading your dots to, things like that. But I think fire's in a decent spot right now. I think the the thing that we miss the most from the past is probably the thing that a lot of classes felt going into BFA, and that's just the complete removal of all the legendaries and artifacts and artifact abilities. Mm. Um, there were a lot of wildly different gameplay opportunities there, um, especially in Mythic Plus when we had gear swapping still, and you could throw on your Dragon's Breath Helm and do crazy AOE damage and stun the entire zone, or you had your pyro bracers, your scorch belt. Of course, we got some of these things as talents, but there were some more permutations for different gameplay possibilities in game. Right, Doro. Chat brings up fire orb. Do you miss fire orb? Uh, I don't remember it personally. Yeah, it looked cool. That was the uh, the comment there. But anything that came up that you, if you have any comments to add that you miss from the past iterations of Fire Mage, or maybe things that Fire Mage can live without, that they don't need right now. That's I think the, the big thing that's missing for me, I guess, from Legion with Fire Mage was specifically the artifact trait that gave you some cooldown reduction on your Phoenix Plane. Because that's one of the reasons, I think, why that talent just isn't good right now. You just don't have enough of them. Hmm. Can you can you even get the little cosmetic orbs from the from Fellow Malorn on your character anymore, or is that also gone? 
I'm pretty sure they took those out. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, you cannot. That's what I was being told. Because that's part of the Phoenix Flames ability. It was tied into that. And since Phoenix Flames doesn't exist from the artifact ability, you can't have your orbs anymore. Dang. It's actually a really good question. I always turn them off, so I don't even know. Ah, uh, you d what? Come on. I, I just didn't like them. It's my favorite mage spec like when I have my mage. I miss them. But I actually, well, my mage currently still has them because only 110. But Shift, do you have anything you want to add to what you might miss from the mage in the past or things that you have heard about maybe or things you could live without right now from your take on, on the fire mage? Oh, uh, yeah. Longer combustion for sure. Oh, the duration. Is it? Yeah. Is it eight seconds right now or ten? Ten. Ten. And when did yeah, it... back in Legion it was like twenty seconds or something? Right. Nineteen. Oh gosh, nineteen yeah, seconds. Crazy long combustions back in Legion. Hmm. Which is basically like two Runa powers back to back almost. Yeah. I remember that whole. Th well, that's. Don't talk about Runa power right now. That's that's for the Q and A because that's a that's an interesting spell that always could come up. Either, either you love it or you hate it, that kind of whole thing. But you have to let me know. I mean, chat's been shining on this, of course. If you're on the YouTube comments right now, in the future, or currently in your present, if you're listening, what are you missing the most from the Fire Mage, or what do you think it doesn't need anymore? Most mostly, this 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 conversation comes up because Ian has openly admitted that in their in their Warlords to Legion to BFA jumps, mostly that Legion period of time when they're talking about class fantasy. They did do class fantasy well, but there's basically 36 classes in World of Warcraft now, not 12. So they basically did spec fantasy, and Ian wants to pull that back in 9.0 and make you feel like you're still your class that then specializes in fire or in frost or in arcane. It's yet to be seen, of course. They're just going to, like, the great unpruning, which will basically means that all the WoW players are going to say, I told you so, to, to the devs. But it's the, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how that works. So, now that that's unpacked, we need to go a little bit deeper. And I'm going gonna, gonna to basically read a paragraph to preface this topic. And uh, Dikembe, you can you can helm this one first, but I need to. This this is a flaming box of madness. This came up from the Discord prep, and this came up from my Discord. So, Fire Mage has not really changed for the past two expansions. Fundamentally, it seems that it's the most complete of all three of the mage specs. Like you haven't, you didn't have another mastery change like arcane. You haven't had a re-cadoodle foodling of your like proc-based systems for Frost. Blizzard has made adjustments, however, no longer is Fire Mage just the stack crit lol build. Or the, the Fire Mage is crappy at the beginning of every expansion, but eventually starts popping off once your gear scares up forehead. Are the two big things that are still sort of hemming around in the community about what the Fire Mage is, which is kind of a self-fulfilling prophecy. Because we're at that like halfway to later halfway point in BFA and now Fire Mage is popping off. But the first comment is crit. And you brought this up in Discord to Kimbe. So is crit not good or is it good? Is this a design problem or a community perception problem? Where does this rabbit hole go? 
Yeah, that's one of those really good questions. And this is something that we had hoped to, I mean, everybody knows that this was going to be a thing, but um, the class design Q&A that was proposed um, shortly before Yitzin's was let go. Um, we had hoped to get an answer to a question like this about what Blizzard's thoughts on this matter are, because they're ultimately the ones who are going to decide, um, you know, which side this issue falls on mm -hmm. um, and then present us with whatever their solution is, whether it's a community perception problem or a class design problem. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get that. So it's more of an existential debate at this point. But objectively, crit is pretty bad for for fire for the most for the most part, uh, with some exceptions for certain builds, particularly for single target kind of pyroclasm focus builds. Uh, where you want those spells to crit as much as possible. So crit gets a little bit of value out of that. Uh, you see some synergy with things like kindling, but kindling's also not good. So mm -hmm. it's not it's not it's not really worth it to take kindling and then stack crit to benefit from it. So the problem that we have with fire here is when you have a lot of crit as fire, it feels good. Like it feels nice to play like that because you're constantly getting procs. You have reliable on-demand crit generation from Fire Blast, um, so you can constantly convert those procs into Pyro Blasts, into Hot Streaks, and then Pyro Blasts. Um, but your damage doesn't go up. Like you get more damage out of you know maybe stacking haste and then just getting the CDR on your Fire Blast, and then that on-demand crit generation that you have, you just have that more frequently, and that's more reliable. Um, or you get more damage from maybe stacking versatility and now all your spells are hitting harder, things like that. Or mastery. And now if you have five targets, something like Orgazoa, you're doing crazy ignite damage on everything. Um, but still the perception from so many years of fire needing crit and needing to wait till like the last tier of the expansion to be good, to have enough crit to be functional. Uh, that's still that's still around today. Like people still have that perception, even like newer players who maybe didn't even experience some of that. Uh, just from the way that fire plays. So that really is the question. Like, is it a problem with the design of the class and the gameplay that the stacking crit might feel incentivized, but numerically is not rewarded? Um, or is this just something that either we as community leaders and theory crafters have to help educate people better on, or maybe Blizzard has to do a better job of, you know, pointing out these interactions and these priorities in game like you know how do, how do we fix this problem that fire has which is similar to arcane for example where people still think it's kind of like the mana spec right. but it's really not it's not the mana spec with the exception of equipoise um, giving you this arbitrary mana percentage threshold that you want to stay above um, aside from that that's the arithmetic spec if you can add subtract figure out if you're gonna have enough mana to to burn uh, before even when for when evocation comes back up, then it's time to use arcane power. Um, so if you can do that every ninety seconds, then you can play arcane. You don't have to go crazy with your mana management. That's another kind of spec identity problem or or class design problem. It's hard to say which it is. The the one thing I saw that came up in chat is the whole piratic incantation, which is what is puts a lot of value into crit. We had it in Legion, but then again, is that good class design? And the 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 comment you brought up there with with heating up and hot streak and how that is part of the core of the crit, 
like problem or the discussion or the class design of it. This is the the follow up that I'll give to to Doro is on this because he didn't actually know what this meant in the notes, so I have to put him back on the spot of this one. Is that I asked should heating up or hot streak be given the havoc demon hunter fix, but that would just make fire mage like frost mage. I don't know if that's the the right decision. If you don't know that chaos strike used to have a crit scaling modifier, where chaos strike crits would refund fury back, so you get to chaos strike again. Now it's a 40% flat chance on Chaos Strikes to give you half of your Fury back. So do you think that Blizzard needs to do something like this to remove the whole crit nomenclature from the class at all? Or where, how does this, Dora, what do you think about that? That could help to address the problems where people think crit is good when it's not, but it wouldn't really solve the problems where crit isn't a good stat, because that's just taking away something that you get from crits right now. And really part of the problem is that because we get 100% crit during combustion and our crit stat doesn't get converted well during that, it just means that with how important combustion is that the stat's kind of dead a lot of the times. And, and additionally, on top of that, um, you were talking about how we use Fire Blast, the guaranteed crit, to convert our crits into right. hot streaks. But you have a limited number of Fire Blasts. So if you have too much crit, then you just don't have a fire blast to convert it and yeah. yeah that's it's it's a pacing thing right i mean you're talking about fire blast and of course you you don't you basically don't even play fire mage right now without your without is it i may pull up the uh i need the talent calculator because we don't have the legendaries and things from the past, but you basically are only playing with flame on now. So is that, does Blizzard think that this is just too integral to how the class plays? Cause it's on the same tier as Phoenix flames and Phoenix flames also is guaranteed to give you a critical strike and guaranteed to help you roll those hot streaks. But then why, the talented version of what you had last expansion, you just take the passive that gives you one more charge and two more seconds off of your fire blasts. And that's the way the spec does the teeter-totter of, of getting a heating up and then procking into a hot streak after the cast to throw your pyro blast out. If you had... Yeah, that's a that's a talent row that has, a, I think, a lot of opportunities to, to see some variations in it if they uh, make some little tweaks. Um... The major thing I think Doro had mentioned was um, the Phoenix Reborn artifact trait that we had that gave you CDR for your Phoenix Flames. That's a big, huge reason why nobody is taking that right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, Flame On is really good. That's the hugest reason. But uh, for Phoenix Flames itself, that's why it cannot keep up whatsoever. Um, for Alexstrasza's, uh, when we had, like, if we, if it also did the legendary um the helm legendary mm -hmm. effect from from legion i think it might be a little more desirable you might see it like in mythic plus if it had like a longer range or something then you don't have to be in melee to use it um, so if they did little tweaks like this i think you might be able to see in certain circumstances places where you could use some of these other talents um yeah but right now for almost every possible encounter uh, flame on is the thing that you want that gives you so many more fire blasts that gives you more pyro blasts that gives you more ignite damage so that's going to be more 
AOE damage, and that's going to be more single target damage. The other two just can't keep up. There's also something to be said, too, about how classes are based on their Azurite traits now, which is no different than previous expansions being based on your tier sets. And Flame On interacts with Blaster Master, and Alexander's Fury and Phoenix Flames do not. So you really can't argue with that. One yeah. gives you your arguably... Is it, is it still your best Azurite trait as Blaster Master still? Right now, generally, yes, just because of... Yeah. Memory of Lucid Dreams being such a strong essence, and the bracers existing. Right. Shift. Has you can make an argument for um, wildfire things like that, like single target, like only single target. Nothing else is ever going to show up right. um, under some specific circumstances like that, like with limited gear. But for the most part, the, the vast spread of encounter design in this game. Um, like another target's going to show up as soon as something does, the ignite damage is going to overtake it. And for most people's gear sets, especially like Doro said, with the memory lucid dreams essence, as well as the hyper thread um, wrist straps, the bracers, uh, that's going to beat everything on single target too. So it's pretty much blaster master all the way at this point. Right. There are, of course, you can go check out the Wowhead guide. Uh, shout out to to Malon who did some of this. But he actually told me that uh, Fired Up has taken over some to most as they've done like a handoff of what this is. So it's not totally only a one person job anymore. But yeah, he said Wildfire and Blaster Master. But I think isn't isn't Wildfire only it's like a one point wonder, I thought, for you guys or I've seen depending on your gear. Yeah, you always want at least one point in Wildfire just because yeah. the initial effect you get on it that gives you a bunch of mastery through the crit that it gives during combustion makes mm -hmm. a pretty big difference. Yep. And Undulating Tides is a trap. Are you telling your mages to steer clear of this, this trap? This is a trap. Undulating in terms tides. of damage, it's a bit of a trap, but the yeah. shield is actually really nice on a lot of the fights in this raid. Oh, on Zakul, for example, yeah. Mythic Zakul. Yeah. Um, you pretty much don't have to do anything to survive any dread. You don't have to use personals or anything at all if you have undulating mm. tides. And so that's kind of useful. It's pretty huge in... Uh, do you take advantage of undulating tides at all in Mythic Plus keys or anything like that shift? And do you have anything you want to add to the topic here? I see you put a few things in chat, but... Oh, no, not really. I like... Yeah, no, I don't have anything. Okay. You said you put in chat about they they baked the Phoenix Reborn into the cooldown of the talent. It was 45 in Legion, but now it's 30. That's fair. I was going to tell uh, Dikimbe to text to speech you, but <laughs> you think of a new voice each time. So then, based off of all of that, you kind of proposed this. This is one of the earlier this year, there was a bunch of class and spec oriented Q&A that was being put together by Yithesens, Caden, before the layoffs. And part of the questions that you has had formulated was if does fire need anything to evolve and stay interesting or should a spec that is essentially locked in in its overall fundamental design just get new toys now and then? to keep things spicy, but if you change it over and over and over again, you keep getting that position of players don't even know how their class or spec works anymore. So do you think Blizzard gets to a point where they're like, all the like most of the checks are in your list and they don't need to keep changing things? I don't know if 
who has thoughts on the evolution of this or if you needed to or if again if chat or youtube comments you guys can join in at certain points but Kimmy, this was your copy and pasta yeah i think there's there's something to be said there about making changes just for the sake of making changes yeah there's the old adage you know if it ain't broke don't fix it and i don't think anybody would argue that fire mage gameplay wise right now is broken i think it's for the most part pretty satisfying and feels pretty decent to play but we have been like this for a while now uh, it's you know since the redesign of combustion and all the uh, the changes that we saw in legion we we've had kind of the same gameplay for a couple years now um, so yeah maybe it is time to just kind of throw things at the wall and you know maybe they work and we have you know some really cool new interactions like just the introduction of things like the mechagon bracers uh you know fire mage benefited immensely from that um, and that's just some random cool item that they threw in a dungeon um, so maybe if you maybe if they took the time to sit down and think of farther reaching uh spec-wide or class-wide changes like that you know new abilities you know a new talent that seems kind of goofy like Cinderstorm didn't make it past the expansion uh, we used it at first it was it was really weird i remember there was people got had to get the protractor out and stuff and <laughs> do like algebra to figure out where stuff was going to land and yeah. there, was some, there was some interesting cheese with like uh, the, the pyretic incantation like stacking that and popping combustion to get instant five stacks and things like that um, so th like that's when the game is fun when you have new stuff that you can figure out um, it doesn't have to happen all the time. It doesn't have to completely revamp the the class. And you know, when it works, you know, maybe it really works. When it doesn't work, we'll just make memes about it, like like all gamers do, <laughs> and then we'll we'll move on to the next thing, basically. Doro doesn't make memes or partake in them, though. So, what does he do? That's true. Math things. That was your Doro. Came <laughs> <laughs> I can't even get him to come back with something after commenting about memes. Damn it! But I bet he's, are, all, he's all business. All are business. all of are all of Doro's uh, comments and and uh, answers to questions in the Ultra Time Discord like capitalized letters, commas, punctuation? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. definitely. Actually, ah, nice. absolutely. Man's like a walking autocorrect. Everything oh. is like perfect. Yes. I don't even type that well on my phone like that, and it does it for me. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. So yeah, Shift has a comment here about Fire Mage feeling rotationally correct, and again, like the gameplay feels pretty solid, but yeah, the lack of variation in in talent setups as well as the overall damage profile being very burst heavy, um, which is. I mean, it feels cool to just suddenly skyrocket up the meter when you combust and do all your burst damage, but mm. it doesn't, it doesn't, uh, it's not a one size fits all thing. So when you don't have options for different scenarios like Mythic Plus or PvP or even maybe different encounter design within the raid, um, it can be frustrating at times to not have the ability to alter your playstyle and try some different things and maybe adapt to the situation a little better like when you're just constantly using the same the same build for almost every single possible situation um, that gets a little frustrating that you can't help out more to you know kill the fight or to win the arena or do whatever you need to do 
Yeah, that's the few comments I saw that was basically it just comes down to talent iteration. Because even if I go over, because we don't, I don't really talk about talenty oriented stuff anymore or like the guide based stuff. It's always about the the conversation around those things. But again, if I pull up the talent calculator and look at things, there are still talents like Mirror Image, which literally has not done anything for multiple expansions in a row. Or in, like, there has to be the passives, right? We've run this on many shows. The the farthest left column now in this current iteration of talents is all the passives that basically just exist if you want to left column it. But, I mean, they gave you your Searing Touch belt with Scorch. They gave you your, your Pyro Bracers, which I Talked about going into this expansion, but I think the biggest thing people are are been commenting on is that you want something to shift your playstyle to change how Fire Mage actually works. You got Blast Wave back, but it's against Shimmer, so that's effectively useless. That's I, like yeah. mirror image levels of. Yeah, it's in a, like a once iconic ability that you can just literally not take because everything else overpowers it in the row. Mm -hmm. Some talent rows make no sense. Yeah, that's that's some feedback that I've seen as well, for sure. They just kind of threw, th which again I also think that this, I think this talent system is going away in nine point oh, but we'll see. We'll see. I hope it does, hmm. but. Shift, hopefully you can talk and shed some light on this a little bit if your voice can give us just enough. But we have to go from this conversation into the Mythic Plus conversation because it kind of goes part and parcel with rating. So let's sift through and transition over to the current state of affairs, the self-fulfilling prophecy that I mentioned earlier. About halfway through an expansion, all of a sudden, Fire Mage just flies off the handle. And we're at that point right now. It rises in priority. Every mage is basically playing fire. That comes down to a counter design to some degree too, right? It's not just the tuning and whatnot. But the shift now is Mythic Plus and how good fire mage is there. So what is happening right now? What's What happened to bring fire mage to this place? Shift, what, what happened? Um, a lot of it has to do with the front-loaded damage from fire. So, when you're doing pulls that have to do with a lot of damage, fire mage is nearly unmatched. Priority targets like Void Emissaries, for example, die before the second cast. Ooh. Well, like, you're, I think you're the only class that can burst over 100k right now, right? Even on, like, pure single target? I know, like, I, you know, I, I play Havoc a lot right now, and I'm like, oh, AoE packs, but does anyone else... Burst as high as Fire um, Mage right now? I've seen a Sin Rogue over 100k. Oh. That's about it. We just had the Assassination Rogue show. They did talk about how their their playstyle has shifted from being able to be like smooth DPS to now they're all burst, so. Dang. Well, we're talking about single target right now. Unholy DK, I guess. But who plays Unholy right now? Even the pad um, type. A lot of people play Unholy. It's actually a very good spec. In Mythic Plus, because of quadratic yeah. scaling. Mm. Yeah, but their single target is very, very good. Hmm. There you go. <clears throat> and they're also melee, so that's also a bonus. Sure. You don't have anything you wanted to, like, add about the range imbalance in Mythic Plus right now, do you? How do you guys deal with that for doing 22s? 
you only get to bring one, maybe, if you want. One range DPS. So you have to choose, hopefully, a mage, but there are a couple other very strong uh, range DPS classes. Yeah. Doro, to counteract with the changes that have now happened with the Fire Mage, it's Azerite stacking, the major and minor essence combinations, the bracers you commented on, it's the state of balance and the numbers involved. Is that correct also? All these things is why Fire Mage yeah. have risen up. Yeah, the interesting thing definitely is that Fire didn't really get a lot of balance changes specific to the spec in this 8.2 patch. It was really all of the new itemization that got added that made Fire really good. So in particular, um, the strongest generic essence generally for a lot of ranged DPS is Condensed Life Force. And Fire is the only mage spec really that got a spec specific um, essence that's actually be better than that in a lot of cases and so that's part of the reason why fire suddenly jumped up above the other mage specs and then on top of that a lot of the trinkets and other items like the mecha gum bracers that got added just synergize very well with fire its damage profile and its specific cooldowns and so all of that just led to fire's burst during combustion getting really ridiculous to the point where most other classes, as you mentioned, can't really keep up at all with that kind of burst. And that kind of burst also works out well with a lot of the fights and Mythic Plus in this season. And so well, it's interesting how hmm. just itemization changes like that can yeah, it's, create it's, touch of shift. It's kind of funny how we were talking about how Fire doesn't need to wait till the end of the expansion for proper itemization to get you know enough crit from gear and things like that. But then you see itemization have these huge swings in damage anyway, um, just based on the interaction of, you know, the item, the item effects with the actual abilities of your class, um, which is why I don't pine too much for old fire. I think those, the, the kind of interactions that we have now, you know, introducing all these new CDR items like the lucid dreams essence and the mechagon bracers. Um, I think that's a lot more interesting than just waiting to say, okay, do I have X percent of crit plus some, you know, crit proc trinket that's going to give me enough uh, actual crit to do enough pyroblasts to build enough ignite to combust on it and then snapshot it and then so on and so forth. I think what we have now is probably a more interesting version of itemization being the deciding factor for, for respect than what we used to have. Yeah, I have it pulled up here again. We've been looking at the memory of lucid dreams, is what you talked about. The 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 actual essence that really impacts your role and what the spec does. And other a few other specs can use the memory of lucid dreams really well, but specifically there was tuning made for fire blast, and I think for retribution paladins with holy power, with how both the major and the minor, the major, of course, just straight up just gives you regeneration rate, but the minor. You guys have here that it's a 15% chance to basically give you a fire blast proc just whenever you cast anything? Anything that costs mana. So even if you use like a counter spell, which is off global cooldown during your combustion, you have a chance to get part of a fire blast. Yeah. So you have this, this situation where it's a non-trivial DPS gain to start weaving in some of these off GCD abilities and 
I don't I don't recommend burning your interrupt on cooldown or burning your your shimmers on cooldown, especially right. if you know you're gonna need to interrupt or move because then then you're that guy that's padding for for DPS as opposed to doing the mechanic. Um, don't don't be that person. Uh, but if you can get away with it, there's nothing going on. You know, it's worth it to to kind of hope for good RNG, get those procs. That's what shit follows up with. Yeah, when you counterspell for damage a mythic plus, then you miss an important interrupt. Yeah, exactly. That's probably the place you really don't want to be spamming counterspells because you have a limited amount of interrupts. Right. But this is... It's kind of a weird point to bring up because in previous expansions, it was always that it was a scaling. Is that That's the word that everyone brings up. Fire mages scaled well. But this wasn't a a scaling thing directly. It was just it was the bracers coming in, new and exciting, like interesting little niche loot, and it was essences, and it was it was a noticeable thing when you had the major minor minor. But now when we have the third minor on top of it, that's when certain things come out of the woodwork. Because yeah, you haven't had. I remember back in Legion when Ian historically said, "If fire mage is strong." We don't want to just nerf it to the ground so that no one plays it anymore. And lo and behold, like, was it Emerald Nightmare? Like, towards the end, they were like, oh, huge nerf bat to fire. It was like 12 or 13% aura or something ridiculous. And they just, like, chopped it down a little bit. It was still good, but they, he did exactly what he said he wasn't going to do. <laughs> so, it's always yeah, been this... I think, I think at that time, they kind of needed to do it. Fire was so overwhelmingly good compared mm. to every other mage spec, um, even compared to a lot of the other range in the game. Fire definitely needed some kind of tuning at that point. Um, even with those nerfs, plus the monumentally huge buffs that Frost got during Nighthold, that's right. when literally everybody started playing Frost like overnight, and they wished that they had Frost legendaries, that sort of thing. Um, Fire still wasn't like dethroned. Like Fire was still good the rest of the expansion. You still had some of the some of the top guilds still playing fire just because you know all their gear was fire all their legendaries were fire you know if you were like i think preheat still played uh fire with like rune of power he still had his like bracers and stuff like he did that for cool dan you're not going to swap even if frost buffs are incoming um but yeah sometimes they do have to get get the tuning right mm -hmm. but tuning right now actually i gotta pull this up right now because i didn't have this Prep, but now I'm curious, what are the ranking statistics against the mages right now in the new... If you haven't looked at Warcraft logs, now we have these really pretty bar graphs. Old bar dot line graph. But this is going to be mythic over the last two weeks. Where are we at right now? Arcane Frost. And there's fire up here. Your maximum is 88. Frost is 80. Arcane is 74.775. Oof. That's the one thing that's deceptive about this, though, is that right. Arcane just doesn't do any cleave. It's only single target. So just in terms of single target, it's actually on par with fire. It's just that there's a lot of cleave in this raid, and so right. fire gets to pad and Arcane doesn't. And so if you only need single target damage, which often you don't really need that extra cleave, then Arcane is actually fine. Yeah, you yeah Arcane actually... sees a lot of usage for uh, based on its timings as well, because it's the one, I mean, all three 
all three specs have different cooldown timings. You know, icy veins three minutes, combustion two minutes, or less with kindling, but you're not going to take that. And then arcane power with minute and a half. So if you have some fight that's minute and a half intervals where you need high burst damage, like Zakul is a perfect example. Um, that you could legitimately play arcane on if your comp was really bad. Like if you didn't have rogues with the vision essence and you couldn't send you can send them down or you can send like demo warlocks, like somebody with some strong minute and a half damage cooldown where they could burst the echo ad in uh, the delirium realm. Like you could send an arcade mage theoretically, if you let him in the raid, that is. Right. I'm trying to look at like different fights where you see different damage percentages here. And it's interesting to see the differences now. This is a, a great tool that Warcraft logs updated to sort of see all the different stats between the logs in one fell swoop here. But I mean, yeah, looking at just like flat single target damage go off of what Doro says. I mean, Fire Mage maximum on like on Savara, right? Like single target boss fight, 50k. Arcane, 48k. Frost Mage, 45. Falling a little bit lower on the totem pole there, but that's still a 5k difference top to bottom. It's not really that big of a deal. Depends on what you're... We will that, but that, you know, Information is good, but all the mages, I think when we had the Arcane Mage show earlier this year, Dikembe, did we not say that, like, basically mages played whatever mages? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, you just adjust based on based on the encounter. I think start of this expansion, a lot of people's default spec was probably Frost, because that was just decent enough for any circumstance. Um, there was a lot of burst damage and in old deer plus with some of the goofy early implementations of the arcane azurite traits uh, you know you saw a lot more arcane in there as well but yeah people genuine generally jump around i think the the greatest spec identity amongst mages i think is arcane that probably has the most outspoken like fanatical supporters mm-hmm. i don't think the other two specs are quite like that i think the arcane people are are kind of not the black sheep, but they're the um, the vocal proponents of you know the one tree spec sort of deal. And Doro, there was something that came up the other day also in prep is that visions and kindling that you guys have mentioned a little bit, but that's the other build that has been discussed. And you had some very clear discerning information about the visions and kindling setup, did you not? Yeah, sort of the problem with that setup is this tier in particular. There's all of these awesome two-minute cooldowns. Memory of Lucid Dreams is on a two-minute cooldown. Ashara's Font of Power is on a two-minute cooldown. The Hyper Thread Wrist Traps, the Bracers from Mechagon are also on a two-minute cooldown. And so anything that desyncs your combustion from that two minutes is typically not going to be as good right now just because there's so much that is really nice on that specific timing. That said, though... um, the vision kindling build isn't too far behind on single target it's only a few percent worse just by having one big combustion and then one little combustion in between and then on aoe just because you're using combustion more and spreading more ignites it's actually decent Hmm. but it's still typically not something you'd see people playing compared to a meteor build or a pyroclasm build so then back, I guess to, to pull it back to Mythic Plus a little bit and put the button on it then, Shift, do you, what 
do you see much difference in variation in what you've run in Mythic Plus, or is it very similar to what like the raid build is right now? Um, I think there's a bit of downtime in dungeons too, which sort of devalues kindling a little bit because you're not getting the crits that you need. If you plan your routes right, you can pull around uh, two minute cooldowns a lot better instead of like a one minute small cooldown and a two minute big cooldown. Yeah, that's definitely what you mentioned earlier about how that's the, the cadence of planning your routes in Mythic Plus. Yeah, every time Shift talks, we need some Fs in chat for sure. <laughs> he's good. He's good. He's all right. Little bursts is what where he's here for today. But when you pull, and this was probably different when you had reaping compared to beguiling now. But now it's not necessarily a, a big pull or an emissary pull. Like you said before, you can burst down a void emissary before they cast a second time. Or help contribute to doing so, which is huge. Wait, Shift's voice is like combustion IRL can talk hard every two minutes. <laughs> oh. Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Just try to vision skindling build then. You can talk yeah. more often. Yeah. Oh no. So then <clears throat> that's what I was gonna ask Shift as well. Is that this came up earlier in the year where it was all about frost mage and kiting and this was mostly when it was the season one of bfa it was big kites and big slows and big blizzards but blizz you know blizzard and, oh. and big comet storm too oh comet storm shattering it yeah yeah that was uh tanks were weaker everyone was a bit weaker back then so having that ability to kite things around was actually uh very beneficial for everyone and frost damage was actually very strong back then too. So, but that, the bow on this whole discussion is flame patch versus living bomb. Oh, wait. Uh, a lot of people know where I stand on that. And uh, flame patch is the way to go. Okay. I put yeah, some... some there's some common arguments that people try to make for for living bomb over flame patch. Um, yeah, there yeah, the arguments are are decent. Um, Doravon and Harris ran some very good sims regarding flame patch versus living bomb, and their uh, their effectiveness based on uh, their uptime, because flame patch is a ground AOE, and if you have to kite mobs away from it, you would think, well, flame patch is bad, um, but even at seventy five percent or fifty percent duration. Flame Patch is still very strong when compared to Living Bomb. Yeah, Dorvon, I put your notes right here. Here is that you, you had two points again, straight, yeah. to, straight to it, point A and point B about Living Bomb versus Flame Patch. So, Living Bomb will increase the damage during the combustion window on multiple targets, as the Flame Strike and Flame Patch are not used during the window with no extra damage there because you're not Flame Striking during combustion. And then trash pulls outside of combustion with larger numbers of targets will be better. But that's the question for you. How many targets? Yeah, so if you're um, actually getting like 100% of your flame patch value, you're, the targets aren't moving and they're always in flame patch, then living bomb's really not going to be better outside of combustion until you have about 15 targets or so. And you're typically not going to be pulling 15 targets without combustion. Because that would be like pulling three or four packs in a lot of dungeons at once. And you wouldn't want to do that without cooldowns. Because even with Living Bomb doing more damage, 
you're just not going to kill them fast enough a lot of the time. Right. Um, the big question really about Flame Patch Living Bomb is damage outside of combustion. And when you're not pulling big because of combustion, you want to be trying to do damage to three, four, five targets maybe. And at those levels, if Flame Patch pulls ahead for sure. Hmm. Even in, I think, and then the, the, the caveat point that you put here is that in raids, single target damage is king, so it can flag normally is what wins out in this situation. But I think even working on Mythic Ajara, like not trying to pad, but for extra burst, say on the Hulks and on the Witches, even Flame Patch is what's used there as well. It's like two target or one target most of the time, but it's still better in that moment then can flag randomly proccing and possibly ticking and doing more damage too. I don't know if either... I think you see a lot of people taking living bomb at this point. Um, oh really? A lot of it. A lot of that might be uh, pad damage for those waves of ads that run towards the center that you have to burst down if you mm. don't have people who can who can burst those. But pretty much like everybody else melts those. Like you're you're literally just doing that to you know cast living bomb once or twice and get a little extra pad damage. You're not going to be you're probably not going to be like the make or break spec for dealing with that mechanic of the fight. Um, plus, if you just don't do that, if you you know just build a massive ignite on Ashara beforehand, like all the ads are going to run right past her based on you know common boss positioning where most guilds are are, are keeping her for the start of that phase. Yeah. Um, so your ignite is going to spread, take a couple times. It'll do decent amount of damage. So. Um, you can you can take living bond for that. It's uh, seen it in you know, many logs at this point, particularly with more and more guilds getting her down. But you know, definitely not a required optimization. That was mostly me trying to do a, a soft jab at my mages that are still running flame patch. Just saying, just that's I'm just, gonna, just checking, just just double checking there, because I thought it was something different for overall damage on that fight. So. Yeah, and there is also definitely something funny with small ads like that that you can do where if you stop doing DPS completely, just stop applying, then your existing Ignite will actually do more damage on each tick because as you hit more with spells that apply Ignite, the amount of damage that's in Ignite gets spread out over a new 8 second duration Ignite. And so if you build a big Ignite and then just stop, it'll tick harder so you can kill small targets like that more quickly by actually going AFK. That's, yeah. Build a big Ignite and then AFK, great gameplay. Is that, do you guys use weak auras or something like that to track your current Ignite on the target? Is that something that you actually sort of teeter-totter around? Or you just do, is there a feelsy, crafty, I just lobbed three pyroblasts in X seconds, I'm going to chill for a moment or two. Is that, what do you, how do you do that? Doing that is a pretty big loss on single target damage, so it's not something that you'd normally do unless you're just trying to pad on ads or something. Okay. You do see it sometimes in top logs. Huh. Yeah, that would have to be a crazy big like micro-optimization to, to really be worth it. I think that is mostly a holdover from old combustion, where people, you know, they literally installed like combustion helper to tell them <laughs> when the number was bigger. Yeah. Um, and then they just hit combustion when it's the biggest, um, or, or, you know, you track it just to, to 
keep track of how much your ignite is doing so you know when to snapshot it but you know the way combustion works now you pretty much just do your rotation and you know what your output is going to be you just focus on like the execution at this point mm -hmm. so we need a uh, a random fun topic before we go to the mid-show break and then come back and if you have questions for our guests of course that's on the second half of the show we'll integrate my faq with your q a from chat but the uh, this is an open question. I don't know who wants to take this first, but what is your favorite moment while playing Fire Mage right now, or potentially a reminiscing moment of your favorite moments of playing Fire Mage in the past? Because there are some crazy things you could have done. This is a slight classic jab, but I don't know, Doro, Dikimbe, do you have something you really like doing right now, for example, or shift? I mean, I think for every Fire Mage right now, just pressing Combustion is everyone's favorite moment of playing the spec. Oh. Just because you do so much of your damage in that short interval. Like, as an example for me, I'm running a pretty standard uh, double on use setup where I have two trinkets to buff my Combustion, mm -hmm. the Fond of Power and then the PvP trinket. And if over a two minute interval, the damage I do just from Combustion is about 45% of my overall damage. <laughs> Wow. And so with that much damage, it's hard not to like doing, like executing your combustion. And additionally, on top of that, there's just so many buttons that you're pressing during combustion because there's so much off global cooldown uh, spells that you're using, like Fire Blast and the Bracers and combustion itself. And so to me, at least, that's how a ridiculous burst window like that should feel, where you're, you actually feel like you're doing a lot when you're doing that much damage. Whereas if you contrast that to Arcane or something, you're really just pressing Arcane Blast, and it doesn't feel as amazing because of that. Yeah, I'm kind of like Shift, who just posted in chat that he lives for the massive screw-ups that he does. <laughs> like, Wait, <laughs> casting Fawn of Power or Scourge or some kind of ability when Quaking is coming out, or, you know... You have a mouse over uh, a cursor macro for meteor and you drop it you know behind your face instead of on the boss those sorts of things um, i like those moments i like uh when i i particularly remember this was the last expansion but i remember on um desolate hosts where they you had that void zone around the platform where you could jump off to your death i remember getting hit by something and cauterizing and then the jumping at the same time before realizing it and then you just jump off the platform because of the speed boost it's pretty dumb. I like that. <laughs> but I also agree with Dora. I really like, I like how the burst feels right now as far as uh, the gameplay and how much, you know, muscle memory you kind of have to drill into your, into your body and your brain to, to get it down. It almost feels, I mean, people meme on Final Fantasy for having, you know, a 20 second global cooldown or whatever. I think a lot of people don't know that there's a lot of off GCD abilities in there that you have to weave in. So it feels something, you know, maybe like a machinist burst or in previous expansions where you're doing so many things. You're doing like 30 things in a 10, 15 second window to do maximum damage. And that just feels really satisfying when you do it right and you see yourself at the top of the meters. That's what all DPS like, really. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll put shift on the spot there for a moment. There is a, a piece, this is just from the first boss in a freehold 21 he was doing a few days ago uh and i'll just pull this up but you get to sort of watch that moment play out right at front with uh 
timing the, uh, I like how you timed and you waited for the quaking. There's your latent arcana. There's your fireball prep. You got to get your, there it is. And here he goes to town. I think right here you, you are in your actual comms. You jinx your rogue and the rogue got one shot right after this shift, but watching the, uh, the setup and the timing window and waiting for everything like that is, looks pretty fun. And your 50k DPS right now looks pretty fun too. Look at you gotta sh share that DPS for that those rogues. No, no share enough of that. Well, that boss is difficult for melee because you have to hide, yeah. so they don't get that full full uptime damage on it. No. But that's why you bring range DPS to free old, so you can kill this boss in within 10 minutes, hopefully. Oh, then Shad didn't give you the shot. Yeah, stepping off your rune to drop the poop on the ground so you don't have to have rune covered in poo. Look at that. It's fun. That was the other one. I think it was a... a oh, the, the Bracer procs inside of one combustion multiple times on Avatar of Sargeras back in Legion. Mm. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves that feeling. Doing your opener and you just get back to back to back to back to back to back to back. Bracer procs or pyroplasm mm. procs now, you still get the same kind of feeling. And then you wonder if you're going to get banned for exploiting the the proc chance or something somehow. But, well, you can't you can't instant your pyroclasm though, right? No, you, just, you have to you have to hard cast that. Yeah. But is it still because that that's the that was super interesting to see and a lot of fun back in the day. I never had the fire bracers on my fire mage playing as an alt back in the day so i never got to experience the uh the big 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 pyros how many times did, did those bracers get tweaked the damage amp on pyroblast so many times yeah definitely a couple of times um and they still for the whole expansion ended up being you know one of the best legendaries for fire oh they, were know, they had to get the damage they had to get the damage right and the yeah. proc up time right and all that so they tweaked those back and forth a little bit right so then here is here's the follow-up to all of this. And this is to go back, Doro, this is your image again. But it was a question that I had that came from my Discord is how the frick do you keep up with and or remember the burst rotation? The combustion window is crazy now. It's like some Super Saiyan moment for fire mages. And this is of course made by a robot, this image, but Doing it in game, how the heck? <laughs> how how the heck do you remember this or the moment to moment? Because if you mess up like one like timing window or you fire blast too early, you'll just cannibalize it and you just slows the whole thing down. Yeah. Yeah. In general, it's mostly once you have all the powerful items, like in essences, like memory of lucid dreams and the bracers, as you can see at the bottom of that image. It's really just alternating Pyroblast and Fire Blast, and then using the Bracers at the right time to reset Fire Blast twice. Mm -hmm. And then you Scorch if you run out of Fire Blasts in that case. And that's about it when you have all of those items. When you don't, because of Blaster Master is where it gets kind of difficult, because you want Blaster Master lasts for three seconds, the mastery buff that you get from that trait. And so you want to maintain your three stacks of that trait. And so you have to figure out how exactly you're going to space out your fire blasts, as you can see at like the top of that image when you don't have any essences. Yeah. And that's where it's difficult with trying to delay using fire blast, but still only use scorch and pyroblast 
and get as many pyroblasts as you can. Yeah, it's almost a little unfortunate that we have such impactful items um, that add so much DPS, but actually remove a lot of the complications uh, from the rotation. So as you get properly itemized, your life actually gets a lot easier. Um, just from looking at that chart, you can see like Scorch disappears eventually towards the bottom. You know, you're not weaving any other abilities. You're literally just alternating between Fire Blast and Pyroblast. Um, and that's just because of all the CDR that you have at that point from both the Essence as well as the Bracers. Um, you don't have to do the old school kind of original Blaster Master rotation where you were worrying about like haste breakpoints and you know when you have to cast Scorch and frame perfect pressing fire blast to keep the buff rolling and all that. Like, it just becomes muscle memory at a certain point once you have the proper gear. Wasn't there also a point where you had... I don't know if it was as prevalent as the Frost Mage discussion, and I'm sure we'll talk about this when we have the Frost Mage show down the road here. Wasn't there also distances and how long it takes for certain spells to travel that you'd want to be closer or further away from the boss? Because you would obviously fire blast hits immediately and will crit. But if you mess up your hot streak with a pyro, say, in the air... And then it hits after it crits and then turns off the streak or doesn't give you the right timing. Isn't there like distancing you had to min max before, too? Uh, yeah. Fire is definitely easier to play in a lot of ways when you're closer to the boss just because there's less of that travel time. Right. Probably the biggest example of that is when you're in execute with the Searing Touch talent. Scorch oh. doesn't have travel time, but Pyroblast does. And so normally what fire is doing is casting a fireball and your instant pyroblast at the same time so that both hit at the same time. But you can't do that with Scorch unless you're literally underneath the boss and jumping sometimes so that you're closer to where the hitbox is going to get hit by your spells. Yeah, And that limits a lot of the optimization you can do with extending Blaster Master and also just not munching crits if mm. you have any distance at all from the boss. Yeah, I heard about a couple of things like that. Because then Frost has the opposite, where they want to be far away, and then they'll, like, blink or shimmer forward to have different shatter combo timing, the whole triple lance madness, but pff, little things because of those. And that's just, like, actual in-game distances that you have to take into account. So it'll be pretty fun. But again, if you have questions for the guests that will be after the break coming up here... But anything we missed? Anything else from that first section? Shift, are you off cooldown? Do you have anything to add? Um, I was gonna say, if anyone missed, uh, Old Deer BM. Blaster Master and Old Deer. Yeah, yeah. How, did it, how did it change? Didn't it last longer? Was that the case? Or... There was no limit to how high it could stack. So right oh. now you can only have three stacks, but in Old Deer you could get as many as you wanted. So especially with the troll racial, people were getting up to four or five stacks. Oh. And so if that was still a thing now, then it would stack ridiculously high with the Hyper Thread Bracers and the Lucid Major. But unfortunately, <laughs> it's not. So we're only bursting like 150k or something. Oh, only? Oh. Oh. Only. Yeah, there's that, there's that loss of damage that we suffer from the upper limit that they placed on the stacks, which they pretty much had to do because mm -hmm. it was such an outlier as far as you know, DPS value. 
Um, but there's also the thing that I, I was referring to, which is the rotational changes that we kind of have now where Blaster Master isn't like the old Blaster Master rotationally. Um, you don't have to think too hard about keeping up those stacks, um, at least when you get the proper gear. It pretty much just happens automatically just from you doing the rotation. Um, so to I miss and I don't miss that because you know I miss when the game is more complicated, but I also don't miss it because that means it's more likely for me to screw it up. <laughs> So I like I like being able to do it automatically, brain dead, like monitor off, gonna do the same thing every time, and it's really easy. Um, but you know, I can appreciate when the game is a little bit harder to play too. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't I guess I didn't I must have missed the those little things. I know Preach was playing a lot of his mage last expansion, but now he plays Boomkin because the mage at this point this deep into BFA because of the bracers, because of essences, finally feels like what Legion Mage just out of the box felt like because of both Fire Blast and Phoenix Flames and how the rotation was sort of that frenetic continuously. And now you had more of those moments to feel powerful outside of now it's just the combustion window. And that definitely turned him off to it. But I was also why probably a lot of mages are now playing fire again numbers aside to the most part is that it's actually more of what you enjoyed a year plus ago that was that that feeling that you lost early bfa when the spec definitely slowed down definitely slowed down but alrighty then i'm gonna jibber jab for a little bit and we're gonna put uh put shift on cooldown for a moment and the guests can take a few moments away while i Discuss a few things here, and again, save your questions. We'll plop those in chat after this, and then we'll sift through them and we can answer, because I have some canned questions. But for the, the first part of this, of course, I have to give another shout-out to Gorek, first off. I saw you earlier. Don't think I didn't see that. But, of course, to the patrons that are supporting the show, the stream, and everything in between directly in that digital fashion. And we'll have a new graphic next month for this, of course, the Ajara wallpaper on the horizon. And those are, of course, digital things. But if you haven't been here recently and haven't heard, the show, the stream, and everything that I do here on Final Boss TV is partnered and sponsored by Corsair. And a new development that only just came out at the beginning of last week. So it's not even been a week since we have heard about this is I can finally, if you're looking for bits and bobs and pieces and parts for your next upcoming build, and I've been a huge fan of Corsair even before I have been partnered and sponsored by them. The build that I'm still currently using now until I upgrade to my next PC is almost all Corsair anyway, but I have piles and piles of stuff ready for all the different uh, pieces that I'm going to be putting together. But I can save you 10% off now at the standard sort of streamer privilege affiliate sort of style. If you just use final boss, just all one word, no TV, just final boss at checkout now for Corsair peripherals or Elgato gear. That is 10% off and I've been told by multiple different accounts free standard shipping. So if you're looking to upgrade for the holiday season coming up soon, or you know you need that new mouse to bite all those buttons in classic, if you are playing, of course, now I can shave off that 10% and help you out with that shipping cost as well. 
in a more physical sense because of course you're getting something for yourself instead of doing just digital oriented stuff so you can check out corsair of course links are down below in the description here on uh on twitch or on youtube and those will be updated but if you're looking at a different type of physical support for what i do here dbh Designed by humans, the apparel store that we have been running for many, many years. This just came out today, so this is kind of dated, depending on when you watch the episode on YouTube. But there is the Save More sale currently. Not only can you get the 5 off 25, 10 off 50, and 20 off 75, $75 or more right now is actually free worldwide shipping. This is the new design that we just put out with Faye Bellina recently, her next addition to the Little Final Bosses line. And of course, you can change the style, the color of the shirt, heather or non-heathered. And then, of course, the different cuts and all the different art is down below as well as just on the actual DBH page. If you're looking at that, we're going to rotate some designs out soon and add some new ones. And I've been told by Design by Humans, we have some new products on the horizon. I'm actually wearing the Illidan shirt today, for example, because he was a mage before he became... The first demon hunter, so continuity, but also a Fabelina design if you want to support what I do here and keep the show rolling. Those are ways you can do so and get stuff for you and not just throw internet money at me. But if Gorek wants to do so, then I'm not going to stop him. But if you dodged the gifted sub in chat earlier, then I mean, it feels bad, but it happens. It happens. Wait, I know lore? Of course I do. Look at him. Look at him. Yeah, <clears throat> but okie doke. Let's check here real quick. Where are we at? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shift. It's fine. Got to double check in Discord. But gentlemen, you ready to field some questions from chat that may or may not be vetted enough that could also be trolly? Yeah, story of my life. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Now, I have canned questions, of course. But if you have actual questions, we went over a couple of different things in chat earlier as well. But the first thing that I wanted to ask is, are any of you playing Classic Mage right now? Dikimba, you got the furthest on your Classic Mage, right? You're, yeah? Uh, thir level 13? Nice. Yeah. No. Seasoned, seasoned classic, classic player. I no, I, I don't. I made. It's funny because I made fun of WoW when it came out because it was like two Care Bears, the easy MMO. Oh, and now it's fifteen years later, and I'm two Care Bear to play classic. Like I don't have the time or energy to <laughs> to grind and level and do all that. So, not me. I left. I uh, left classic in in two thousand four with MySpace and all the rest of that. Fair enough. Shift, are you playing classic right now? Not anymore. Not anymore. How about last holdout? Dora, are you playing classic right now? Yeah, I'm playing classic. I've mostly just been enjoying AoE grinding to level up, so I'm 57 right now. Oh. Oh, look at that. All business, this one. All business. Are you a bald gnome, though? Sadly not, because I'm playing Horde. I'm playing Undead, just because it's good in PvP. Uh, true, 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 true. 
I think we're all playing undead if we went mage. If we yeah. went horde mage, at least. Well, on live, you're all horde, but none of you are undead. But uh, this is one again for, for YouTube or for Twitch right now. You get to vote or weigh in your opinions. Uh, I'm going to give one last refresh here. I don't know if any of you changed anything. I don't know why shift. I don't know why you and Doro both look awkward, but we have a little bit of transmog competition. So there's the Kim base oh, troll. Oh, IRL. No, gosh, no. What do you what What are you gonna transmog? In? They're both pictures. We can't see them. But that's the Kim base mage. It's actually a nice looking set. Got that staff transmog. Interesting staff mage. And Doro, of course. This stoop. What is this offhand? The Tidebinder's Drift Globe is. What is this stupid? Why is it so big? I'm not sure. For some reason, when you transmog to the artifacts, it doesn't change your offhand on the armory image. Yeah. And so whatever you have on just is what shows up. But it's definitely little, pretty funny, though. Little Kirin Tor Nightborn action with the Ulduar themed. Fire melon. I like it. And then there's shift. That's, um. Yep. Got a big troll feed out. His. Actually, it looked like his, his fire melon. It's, it's fixed. It was looking really weird earlier when I loaded it up. It was looking like a dagger. But halter top, flamey belt. Black yoga pants. Giant weird goggles. You guys can pick. I don't know. Shift, do you want to defend your transmog at all? Do you have anything you know, any cliff notes? I, I like simple. I want to keep it simple. Hmm. I like the big shoulders though on the other two, but that's that's not for me to decide. <clears throat> he didn't dress up for the elements, that's why he got sick. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, gosh. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's actually really good. <laughs> oh, no. And then, of course, the follow-up to that is that what is your favorite fire melon First, I guess the, the first question is, do you guys actually call it fire melon? I know I do as, like, a streamer joke, but I know other mages actually, like, don't like that as a joke. They don't take it very well. <clears throat> I think, what did I call it? Uh, Philoma lady? I think. What? What? <laughs> what? Oh, that, oh, that was funny. No. Well, well Milady is a super old school internet joke, of course. But is that one of the things? Oh no. I don't know. That's what I. That's what I called it. I got my own nomenclature and uh, yeah, taxonomy and all that. Oh no! Don't bring no Milady. No, I don't have a special name for it either. Well, Shift, which one do you prefer? I think you had on the, uh, you have the crunchy one on right now. I think it's the PvP one. Yeah. Yep. The Lava, Lava Born Edge. That's pretty damn neat. I, I also like the, uh, the Star's design. That one's also really nice. Mmm. Yeah, the Star's design is definitely my favorite. That reminds me of, what, uh, the Old War dagger, the Algalon thing? Yeah. The, the cosmic-y star-looking one. Yeah, remind me of that. I mean, you're using a staff right now, Dick. So what the heck? Uh, I'll take what I can get. <laughs> okay. 
I open the mythic cache and I pray like everybody else does. Fair enough. And then Dora, what do you you were doing the the time bender blade, which I think is my favorite. Yeah, I like the Mage Tower one generally. I really like the model and the look of the star's design, but most of those I think are a little too bright colored. And so I usually use something else. I did the Mage Tower on all three mages. I know my, I know my mage stuff to a degree, but I have all of them. This is definitely the best one, I think, yeah. But, like, Philoma Lorn by itself is all, like, it's the weird curved elvish blade, and I always thought it looked funny on your hip. So the, the, the Timebenders one being a straight straight sword basically looks way cleaner. It's nice. It's nice. Right. Staff gang. Oh, no. Okay. What else do we have here? Oh, are there any talents now that fire mages shouldn't lose in the future and be transferred to the basic toolkit? This sounds like bait for Phoenix Flames. That does sound like Phoenix Flames bait, because I know a lot of people want that baseline mm -hmm. for some reason. I mean, I guess you would actually use it if it was baseline. Right. Um, but the common argument for phoenix flame like people just miss phoenix flames because they think it made their combustion easier or smoother hmm. um really kind of doesn't uh they remember alternating between fire blast phoenix flames fire, uh, doing that like getting their pyros out in combustion like that but yeah the phoenix flames instant cast scorches practically just the gcd you're not losing any time the, uh, it's another one of those perception problems where you see the cast bar and that makes it actually feel longer even though your global cooldown might be just as long if not longer than that cast is there any other talents that come to mind though that we kind of went over this a little earlier in the show but this is talents in particular i mean, i my hat in the ring is blast wave should be baseline because why the hell is it a talent it was baseline in the mage kit, if not fire mage kit, for so long, and then they took it away and they bring it back as a talent. Like, excuse me? Yeah, especially there in the talent tree. It's just not really pickable. Nope. Unless for some reason you want to knock something back. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, it is not to, like, joke on... Because I don't know, I, I would assume... I don't know if you... I guess you would set and forget Shimmer Mythic Plus as well. Even Blazing Soul isn't that terrible. But Blast Wave is another interrupt in Mythic Plus. It technically is. It's a knockback, so it will interrupt. But I don't know if you'd ever even use it. Because you just can't not take Shimmer. Yeah, yeah, Shimmer is just too crazily powerful for... I mean, we all casters have the same problem, you know, wanting to do their rotation on the move. Yep. Um, Frost is, with Ice Flows, would be one of the only specs that can kind of move around and do that. Um, at least for mage, um, but shimmer just the mobility that you get. Even if you can't do little micro optimizations in movement, you know, take two steps to the left to avoid some beam coming at you, or move out of fire that's about to get dropped on you. Even if you can't do that, just the, the fact that you can blink around massive distances and still perform your rotation without missing a beat—that's too crazily important to to give up. So nothing else in that row is ever going to get picked as long as Shimmer is there. 
unless there's some crazily useful utility in like a very specific situation. Two very similar questions come back to back about the talent tree as well, sort of as a follow-up. Is that, would you feel, what would you feel if Blizzard brought back the old talent system they use like in vanilla through Wrath, like in 9.0? Or would you prefer bigger talent trees like the classic talents or the artifact trait talent rows in Legion? To contrast with the seven, ta seven talent choice rows we still have from Mop forward, which I, my last pit on that is I think that's the system goes away in 9.0. But do you guys have a a solid for or against this talent system or the old ones? Doro, do you? Uh, I think my only real complaint with the current talent system is that you only get one choice on each row. Yeah. And so sometimes you have really interesting talents like Firestarter and Searing Touch, where right now Searing Touch is just better in almost every situation. And so you don't really get to play with Firestarter very much, which really changes your rotation at the start of a fight. And with the old talent system, of course, if there were talents on the same row, you could pick both of them and just choose not to take things later. Oh, okay. So I guess that would be a benefit of moving back mm. to something closer to the old system. But... At the same time, the old system tended to lead towards a lot of really cookie-cutter builds where there wasn't actually a lot of choice, even if there seemed to be, where there were a bunch of things that you need. And once you fill out everything that you need in the talent trees, you only have a few points left that you can sort of shift around as you want to. Yeah, yeah I think that's one of those features of Classic WoW that might be looked upon with you know, a bit of rose-colored glasses. Um, people just remember the amount of talents that were there and the way that they kind of interconnected, how you had to, you know, fill out a certain talent before you could connect to the next one. Mm -hmm. You know, typical RPG kind of gameplay decisions like that, which you can make an argument for that those are interesting, that you're maybe taking, you know, spending points in a talent that's not so great, but you're going to end up with one that's like really great because it's, you know, a direct descendant of that talent. Um, but yeah, the problem that we have now, yeah, you just pick, you, you have one in each row that you pick, you end up with a lot of cookie cutter builds now that you did back in the day. Um, oh, the majority of people are probably just going to read a guide and, you know, pick, pick whatever the highest number build is. I do kind of like the suggestion that Zoolandia had in chat where yeah. maybe we have something more like the PVP talent system, uh, where you have a pool of interesting abilities that you could kind of slot in or, or out depending on, you know, the encounter. Cause if you, you know, you watch a lot of PVP streams, you can see them adjusting, you know, what's the comp. Okay. We're against this you know, or against like a resto druid. Let's get a kleptomania so we can spell steal more of the hots and all that sort of thing. Um, so you might have more opportunities to adjust on the fly based on, you know, encounter design or whatever specific kind of gameplay that you're going for. Yeah. I feel like they're in a weird, they're in a tough spot, Blizzard is right now with with the the pressure they see, because the people that the the devs that made classic and vanilla World of Warcraft, and specifically vanilla, the launch of the game, the stuff that was devved up and created like two decades ago, they're not the same devs that are making the retail versions of the game now. They weren't the same ones. They it's not Ian's team that did this 15 years ago. Some of them didn't even work at Blizzard 15 years ago and beyond. And they can see the... I mean, they'll know the stats. We don't. We don't know how people are actually playing 
classic or getting to endgame or engaging in those systems compared to now. But when the MOP talent system first came into play, and you can go back to the keynote at BlizzCon that was introducing this for the first time from Kata to Mr. Pandaria, they the devs said that they basically were making these rows to feel like every row, every talent was overpowered. Like they were all broken. But you're only going to pick one in each row. And that is obviously no longer the case. We now have the like the starter, like the opener row, you have the cooldown row, you have like two or three different utility or movement rows, right? They haven't they went away from what it used to be. And it's all kind of mushed together. And you have rows that have a, a shield or mobility or anti-mobility. Instead of just all being like mobility choices for your class, and then one being like all things to do to enemies. So they don't they don't mish mash well anymore. Yeah, I think there's a bit of identity struggle in yeah. what maybe they want the, the talent system to be or the, what they want it to achieve. Because like you said, it's gone through several different iterations and implementations where, you know, yeah, we have like the AOE row or, you know, the choices will be uh, the pure single target, the, the sort of AOE, and then like the massive pad AOE talent. <laughs> yeah. um, we'll have the, the utility slash mobility row, um, yeah, passive versus active. Like there's these kind of ideas that they have hard-coded into this system right now and i don't know how satisfied they are with them at this point mm -hmm. um so yeah maybe something different in 9.0 like i know a lot of people have probably seen that leak about you know the potential shadowlands expansion and you know all the theory crafting about what they might introduce as far as gameplay systems and changes you know a lot of people are enjoying classic maybe Maybe it's time for the old talent trees. Who knows? Maybe it's time. Here is a, a, a selfish question. Came up by a few people in my Discord. Um, I'm not sure of the three of you which ones are connoisseurs of the Japanese animation. But are any of you watching Fire Force right now? Because I am. No Fire Force? I'm not, no. <laughs> Yeah, I guess none of us are. Yeah, weebs out. Yeah, can we get some weebs out in chat? It's an anim it's an anime all about fire. So <laughs> I stopped I stopped listening to an anime. What was that? Wow. <laughs> wow. No, I have not watched it. That's really good. The fire animations are actually incredible in that show. But yeah, that was his question. Because the fire anime Somebody... show. Somebody did show me an anime a couple weeks ago that I enjoyed, and mm. I, I've just been struggling with this new reality that I live in now. Do you want you know, no name drop on that anime? High High Score Girl is about a guy who meets High his Score Girl is good mm -hmm. at like arcade, arcade yep. and beats the crap out of him. Yeah. That's that's great. like. That's definitely a different type. That is a very sad, realistic depiction of, of relationships and kind of the, the bleak, depressing nature of how life can kick you right in the balls. Fire yeah. Force is about humans that conjure fire. <laughs> Pyrotechnics and stuff. So that, little, oh, that, that, sounds, that sounds more fun. Heck yeah. No, and it'd be about firefighters that use fire to... Exactly. It's good stuff. <clears throat> But as fire mages, maybe you should be interested. The real reason you could not find mages. Oh, yeah, Dikimbe refused to ask Weebs to come on the show. 
Yeah, it's se- severely limited the pool of you know potential <laughs> guests, but uh, Doravon's too serious for anime. He's too 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 serious. Apparently, yeah. So this came up. This was Rusa, I believe, submitted this question: Is how much gold do you need to be paid to slow down and let other DPS have some of that juicy burst that y'all have right now? I'll take anything right now. I told you, I'm I'm 400k in the yeah, hole. Yeah, you're, you're roll gambling. gambling. I don't, I don't know if lost pet from from my guild from anything. If you're still watching, I like I sold my token. I got your 170k. I'll hit you up. I'll get your money back. But I'm yeah, I'm hurting right now, man. I'll do it for like 15 gold. All AFK. I'll plug unplug the router. I don't care. Oh, there you go. That's there you go. Doro, will you be bought by money, by gold, or no? Did you get any offers, or no? Like, any specific amounts? I mean, Rusa just wants to know, because we both play Demon Hunters right now, and our damage is very smooth, so we don't get to do the 100k burst like you do. And Fel Barrage is totally padding on Ajara, so... We can't take part. Yeah. I'd consider some kind of trade to do more than, like, 20k DPS outside of Combustion. Hmm... Well, that's a segue into the next question. I don't know if you noticed this on the armory chat, but let me look, let me go back to the armory real quick and, and see if you noticed this real quick. So let's look at their armory pieces. Oh, it looks like Shift wants an auction house mount. That's his asking price. An auction house mount. Oh, god. And he will sabotage his own combustion. Like the Spectral Tiger or something ridiculous. It's a high price, but... Yeah. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm make, making sure we can see this. Chat, do you see what I'm seeing? I'm seeing, uh, that freaking Doro has a hole in his hyper-thread wrist wraps. How much gold did you pay for the people that kept running Mikagon with you over and over again? Hmm? I got those on the second week with my first cloth stack. What the? I thought they were pretty common. Oh. Yeah, Dikimbe's got four thirties. Yeah, that Titan Forge is effectively useless. Yeah. No secondary stats. It's like some extra spell power and some stamina. Woo. Yeah, basically. And then Shift is over here, not only being sick, no voice, but just default hyper threads. It feels bad, man. So oh um all my friends are leather. So we didn't <laughs> make it go on the first two weeks. I didn't get anything ever. I guess you play with a lot of rogues, right? So, dang. Rogues, brewmasters, druids, yeah. <sighs> Double F. I'm even going to give you an F plus in chat for that one. Dang. That's terrible. Oh, yeah. You think you meant a long boy, the auction house mount. Oh. Littlefoot. Not the spectral tiger. That's fine. Oh, God. That's an even higher price. Yeah, it's four million gold. Wow! I wow! Shit has some some strict moral standards to not compromise here. I'll <laughs> do it for like a hundred. Yeah, so you can give you can give Dikimbe like a hundred gold for him to calm down. Yeah, Doro's in the middle of there, but yeah, it'll cost it cost shift like four million gold. So get on it if you want him to slow down. So how about oh, well this is. Kind of a throwback to the discussion we had earlier about positioning. 
But considering fire mages are close, are in close combat sometimes. Uh, if when well, they would play, wait, would they play fire mage if they made fire mage a melee class? That's also like a dragon age reference, because like the mage spec was like a basically a melee, that old school like arcane warrior kind of thing, I guess. I don't think those are gonna change any specs before, but. Also, you have a freaking awesome sword that just sits on your hip. Just kind of like. It does just sit there. Mm hmm. I think the, the argument for melee mage, the people keep going to arcane because half the time it has to run into melee anyway. Oh. Uh... The arcane explosion. Um, but fire does have dragon's breath with no legendary to speak of now. So it uh, could be interesting. Why not? That's one of those things like. You know, fire's been the same way for so long. If 9.0 comes out, it's a, it's a melee spec. Why not? Yeah. It would definitely be nice to not get targeted by ranged mechanics and raids anymore. Oh, oh sure. gosh. I think there's also a bit of a, a extra level to that of that we still don't have... We have new cast animations across the board. Well, obviously, A25 comes out Tuesday as of sitting here recording this. And so we have the new Worgen and Goblin models. So we have new new and cleaned up cast animations across every single race in the game now. But casters still don't use their weapons at all. Like if you look at, again, go back to Dragon Age or you look at Final Fantasy fourteen, casters, like mages, they use their weapons. They use their staves or their swords to actually cast spells. And we've never done that in World of Warcraft history. There's no, unless you have like the one ability that was the one can to like hold your weapon up from Legion. <laughs> right? Mark of Aladeth. Yeah. That's it. But that's a freaking emote. That's a toy to hold your weapon up now. So. Yeah, that was just some flavor emote yeah. that they added. I do agree with you about Final Fantasy. Um, it's mm -hmm. very noticeable that, you know, you're your weapon is an instrument of your own power in that game. So, you know, it feels like the RPG kind of sensation is a bit more there because it's directly woven into your class animations while you're doing your thing. Yeah. That would be pretty cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, Stormbringer uses it for Elemental Sean, but again, it's that it's that same animation that anyone else can use. You just hold your weapon up in the air. It's just a can thing. Yep. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. I know Blizzard's been asked about that before in the past. They've never actually given a direct. They'd be like, it would be fun. But dot, dot, dot. Yeah. So I want to, before we wrap up here in total, is we have to go back to, again, we had the Arcane Mage show earlier in the expansion because it was in a weird spot. And this was before Essences. And it was the mage that spec that everyone was sort of like, oh, we get to play Arcane, blah, blah, blah. And it was, it was all three mage specs were kind of close, but... Is there anything that you need to really catch the mage community up on with the arcane mage that has developed over time with the essences? Is there any like do's and don'ts for arcane right now? I don't know which one of you has the, I mean, Kimbe, do you have stuff to tell your arcane mage friends out there that like don't do this, do that, for example? Um, when it pertains to essences, maybe we didn't i mean i tr i really tried i tried to find a lot of interesting interactions um there's nothing on the level of what fire has right now between 
memory lucid dreams plus uh the mechagon bracers and all that cdr doing right. these interesting interactions with your spells um you know the one thing that's noticeable is uh the uh, guardian of azeroth um pet that you get from that essence like that's just doing crazy damage for you because it you know benefits from your arcane power and just does crazy amounts of damage that's why it becomes your default essence for for that for that spec but mm -hmm. yeah i think in in the future i really want to take a deeper look at arcane as far as its overall play style um i think right now the way that the simulations are running i'm not too satisfied with as far as what I've written to actually perform, you know, cast spells and decide when it's time to burn and things like that. Um, it's very math based right now. Like I was saying, it's, it's based around those 90 second intervals, uh, plus a little bit of mana checking. Um, I'd like to kind of make that a bit more modular, kind of divorce all these different parts of the rotation, um, to bring back the mana consideration uh maybe maybe not have that be such a linear process where it's like you wait for arcane power to be back cast arcane power burn all your mana cast the evocation afk uh, so hopefully looking into the future maybe something that's a little bit more interesting where you burn your mana as evocations available or something like that and then you can you know judge how much you have to save or burn after that things things like that but I don't know if there's blood in that stone, honestly, because mana still, because of overpowered, like we talked about for two hours on the arcane show, yep. is still is still not, you know, it invalidates most of those concerns. Um, but equipoise is the only thing that you worry about for arcane nowadays. But we'll see. Maybe there's something more interesting there that I have not found yet. But that if was... anybody has ideas, you know where the mage discord is and the research channel is open. You can contribute yourself if you like. That was definitely a large portion of the show. And again, if you've missed the Arcane Made show, it's all archived on the YouTube channel. It's on iTunes, on Stitcher, on Google Play Music. And there's the BTS After Show for that one, too, where we kept talking about probably overpowered. But that was the... It's always weird. All three mage specs have always had this, this weird... Not resource or not specifically rotation-based problem for so long with, with what Blizzard has been designing. Arcane, we talked about, they've had probably the, some of the most problematic talents in most recent memory. Where they had Quickening, which I knew going into Legion was totally busted. And I was like, don't let this go live. And then all of a sudden, the mages break it and Quickening gets removed from the game completely. And then Overpowered now becomes this thing that uh, devalues the whole core of Savant. And the mana mastery stuff, so that they've done this weird back and forth. They've had problems with the proc rates of Frost, and they've had the problems with crit reliance to no crit reliance with Fire Mage. So all three of you have like this like stickiness to them over the years with all three specs, but we'll of course wrap up all that stuff in the future with the Frost Mage show. But I don't know if. Doro has any math for Arcane that has been coming out, but I think you're only been working on Fire primarily, right? You don't have yeah, anything mainly. for Arcane? The one thing with uh, Arcane that's kind of unfortunate is the Memory of Lucid Dreams Essence that's used to give resources to all right. of the different specs. For Frost, it gives Icicles. For Fire, it gives Fire Blasts. And for Arcane, it gives Mana, because that's the, like, the class fantasy resource for Arcane. 
But as we've talked about, Arcane doesn't really care about mana very much. And so because of that, it makes that essence not particularly interesting. Mm. That's unfortunate. Like it should, it does care about mana to a degree, but as Dikembe said, it's way more about the mathematics and numericals behind it. You don't really juggle like you yeah. used to in Warlords. The Warlords mana was like the above and below system and the teeter-totter thing you used to do, and that's just all gone. To yeah, the thing about Memory of Lucid Dreams giving mana back to Arcane is even if you, like, it's so, it's RNG, so you can't even reliably spend it. Like, right. Because of Equipoise being so good and giving you this hard limit, like you could say to yourself, okay, if I get really good RNG, I'll spend some extra mana, drop below this threshold, but then I'll get a proc immediately, coming back above it, and I'm good. I just did more DPS. Okay, what if you don't get the proc? Your Equipoise is doing nothing now. Um, so you don't have you don't have room to experiment like that or take those kind of risks. So it's a very very formulaic. Very every ninety seconds you do you do your burn. You know, do a bunch of damage, and then you just kind of sustain yourself until the next one. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh, wait. We had text-to-speech from Shift. Oh, he had commented on the previous about the melee mage. If he gets a shorter interrupt cooldown. <laughs> that would be huge. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, if it were your proper melee with, you know, Melee level interrupts. Yeah. That'd what's be big the, for, for dungeons. What's the CD on Counterspell? 24 seconds right now? It's a bunch of seconds. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, 24. 24. That's one thing I wonder about. They might normalize more, is they might have a category. Also, can we get healers having their interrupts back too? That's also the leading factor of why melee are so prevalent in Mythic Plus. Only one healer has a freaking interrupt now. That was too strong for PvP, I guess, but like, how many people are playing PvP versus Mythic Plus now? You could see the numbers on the, uh, you could see on Raider.io, you can see that the three plus million characters that are being tracked for Mythic Plus keys currently. So, yeah. That's, uh, no, it's not the only move, Tattles. Also, what's up, Tattles? How's your small dam right now? But, or medium, medium dam, boomkin damage. But it's still ridiculous. The healers don't have the the the, the paladins talked about it before rebuke, not on holy, stuff like that. It's very unfortunate. Yeah, balance all the kicks be the same outside of obvious niches like owls. Yeah, because even there's still there are twelve, there's fifteens, there's twenty fours, there's forty fives. Yeah. Just just what? It's all over the damn place. All over the place. Well, that's good for the Shadow Priest, then. They never have to interrupt. <laughs> or they do it, what, once once a minute, right? Yeah, oh yeah. It's silence. Is silence a minute-long cooldown? It's, like, crazy long, isn't it? Isn't it, like, 40 seconds? Yeah. It's just not feasible in a, a competitive dungeon environment. But that also comes down to dungeon design. If they were less crazy... Because right now, you can even interrupt casts in Mythic Plus, and there's another cast coming up by a different spell that's also bad. So you gotta have another interrupt to follow that one up in high keys. Mobs don't just have like one deadly cast now. Like everything they cast can be bad. And yeah, you... it's, it's it's a very prevalent issue that drives the meta um, mm -hmm. for a lot of melee kicks. Yeah. But I think that, that leads us to the soapbox here. 
that if you have anything you want to follow up on, any closing shout-outs, remarks, bants, moratoriums, and of that like, then this is your time. Shift, are you, you good? You, you didn't go back on cooldown uh, already, right? Do you want to... No, no, no. Um, just want to say thanks for having me on the show. Even mm -hmm. though I can't talk. Um, Shout-out to all the mages in the M Plus community and everyone in Altered Time. And, uh, of course, my own, my friends in the... In my push group with Trotsky, Morning Jam, all those guys, um, they've they've dealt with my mage in dungeons for quite a while now, and we've had a good time. You've obviously pushed really big keys. Do you have a key you're hoping to conquer before this season is out? We don't even know if it's going to be an eight point three yet, but Beguiling might sit for a little while. Um, probably probably a good King's Rest or. A, um, or a high level Toldegore. If I can live the last boss, I'd be happy. If you can live the last boss? Uh, they gotta spec Blazing Soul. Obviously. Yeah, that's the play. I think you're right. <laughs> they gotta put your shield up, then blink double shield. That's where it is. Well, Shift, no, I appreciate you sitting out on the show today, despite the fact that you have to keep going on cooldown. But I, the, the F's in chat throughout the show was good. Dorava, this is on you, sir. Do you have anything you want to soapbox and shout-outs, moratoriums, and such things? This is for you. Uh, definitely a huge shout-out to everyone who works on simulation craft, because I don't do a lot of contribution to that specifically, and that tool is great and makes it really easy to do a lot of theory crafting work for all the classes. And then, of course, in Altered Time, shout out to all the staff and moderators and everything for running things and keeping that community working well. Because it's a really nice to theorycraft there with how it's set up. It's very open, as Dick mentioned. And then everyone who contributes to Mage Theory Crafting, thanks for all of that. And, of course, definitely a shout out to my guild, Chicken Tendies. We're always <laughs> recruiting. So if you're interested, that wasn't actually contact your... the officers. There was a question that came up earlier if you guys were recruiting. So there you go. There's that. All right, Dikimbe, for your second mage show in BFA, I don't know if you'll come back on for Frost or not. I don't know if that's your bag, baby, but uh, what do you have to wrap up with today? Sure, why not? I'd come back for the Frost show. I got to do right. a little bit of everything, right? Yeah. I'll hit for the cycle. I'll do all specs. Um, I guess today, you know, a lot of the same shout outs that the other guys have had, plus, you know, same that I had last time. Shout outs to everybody that works on Simulation Craft, you know, the actual program itself, you know, letting us do this theory crafting with relative ease and, you know, come up with ideas and test them on the spot without, you know, having to do a lot of feely craft instead and mm -hmm. guess if these things are good or not. Um, it's, it's a tremendous tool to have. Uh, shout outs to everybody in the mage discord who contributes who comes up with ideas posts stuff in the research channel that doesn't get deleted because it's actually useful information you guys are the <laughs> best uh, keep, keep doing that that's what we live for um, shout outs to my guild to promethean um, special shout outs to lost pet again i have your money i'll give you your money <laughs> um, uh, shout outs to, to june for life tips financial advice and again have to shout out the concerned discord once again which yeah i think i asked you what that was about months ago when you okay it's, it's 
the secret cabal. I can't, <laughs> I can't ask about that one. But uh, yeah, can we can we get some uh, some concerned frogs in chat? Yeah, maybe a little bit. All right, we hit this button over here that signifies we have come to a close on the show. So that's gonna do it. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode one hundred and nine. One hundred. 197 for the Fire Mage in Battle for Azeroth. Again, the Arcane Mage show has already been done. It's already archived, and the Frost Mage show will be in the months to come, because every block of 12 starts with the four pure DPS classes, and then a tank and a healer for that six, and then there's six more, and then we reset. But we're going to have beta announcements in 9.0, probably being teased at BlizzCon in, in like a, just over a month. Beta might start like as early as February or March next year, so we'll keep trucking through, but it's tough to get every single spec done. There's a lot to go through. But around the horn again, back over to to Shift. You can go follow him over on the Twitch at the Shift Mage, and hopefully in a day or two he can actually normally talk and answer more questions and things with Shift. I appreciate you toughing it out today with the IRL combustion cooldown, sir. I appreciate it. And then, oh, he's on cooldown. Are you on cooldown, Shift? No, thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's pretty. Yeah, Shift with a capital F. Oh. And we had Doravon bring in the, the no-nonsense, no-memes, all-business. You can go ask him questions and take part in the Altered Time Discord at the same name. Doro, thanks for the time on the show today and guesting and keeping Dikimbe in line. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> now, hopefully, uh, Malin comes back and uh, gives you the thumbs up because he'll review this when he gets back from Bali. I have the, the boss man. And there's Dikimbe on Twitch at Dikimbe, but it's B A E. You streaming lately, sir? You doing the things? Yeah, streaming raid Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. There you go. You can come watch what not to do on bosses. I talk better than I play, basically. Oh. You're on Mythic Ajar right now with me, right? Mm -hmm. How you doing so far on that? What are you at? It's great. Love it. It's awesome. Love yeah? Line of sight mechanics. <laughs> and wonderful, wonderful gameplay. Well, don't, don't let the beard keep growing in length for the Frost show, and we'll have that maybe early early next year. We'll see where the beard is at. But I appreciate you helping me out with getting everything sorted for the show today, and uh, hopefully we can get a different rotation of mages and get the Frosty Boys in here in a couple of months. But that's going to do it for the Fire Mage show. If you've missed the show, everything gets plopped up online and gets archived over on my YouTube channel for the actual live show cuts. And you can go all the way back. Every show is on there. They keep going and going and going and going and going. So you can check those out. We had the Retribution Paladin show recently, the Assassination Rogue show. We had the State of 8.2. We had the Frost DK show. You can go back. They're all playlists and organized and sorted. And of course, as the shows keep moving forward, then uh, so shall the coverage here. Well, thank you very much for listening and watching. If you're listening right now, you have iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music for the audio only. BTS podcasts have an RSS feed for patrons. All that stuff if you want an extra bit. But we're going to go wrap up some more things and talk about some stuff. I'm, I'm going to ask Dikinde about that, that Discord we can't talk about. But until next week, everybody, <sighs> trust in your 
hole in things, things. Get holes in things. That's the tagline for BFA. Remove random sockets. That's the new tagline for 9.0. Bye, everybody. Bye. 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 Can we get a wave? Because the other two guests can't wave. There you go. Oh. Spirit fingers. I like it. <laughs> huh.